0: this is a podcast by Wellhaus church where we take a closer look and dig a little deeper into this week's sermon
1: what's going on everybody what's happening what's going on man not much i'm good how are you
0: I'm feeling pretty good. Got a fresh cut.
1: Yeah, fresh cut, fresh cut. It's been man, it's been a crazy week, dude. Oh my gosh. So we are, we are recording this after the ecological disaster that Texas went through.
0: the The rolling blackouts, the freeze, the
1: freeze of a century. My, my goodness, gosh. it was crazy. It was insane.
0: In wait for uh, it, insane.
1: <laughs>
0: In wait for it, credible. <laughs> Um, Ralph Macchio. Um, but no, like, I don't think I've ever seen a freeze like that in Texas in my entire life.
1: No, I don't I don't think I have. It went multiple days. It knocked power out across most of the state. It was crazy. Um, it, it was pretty insane.
0: And now lots of people are without water and just, it's insane.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um,
0: so we're...
1: And we missed, I mean, for us, we missed quite a bit of content. We we, we went without power. Yeah. Um, we struggled reaching out to our people. If if you need help, like anybody, yeah. let us know. We've tried to reach out to everybody, um, best best of our ability at this point, but we're growing so fast in our community, like we can't keep up with everybody online. So if you like if you need help or assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We want to help. Um, and that was our intention we just can't I mean we don't
0: we, we didn't have a, a means or a we way to
1: not have a means to reach no. out to people
0: with the the power outages all of our electronics we were trying to conserve as much battery as possible yeah um, it was it was insane we were charging phones and cars and off laptops off laptops if the laptops even had battery themselves
1: right because we went we went three days without power yeah it was
0: it was. Living, it was rough living there for a a bit.
1: It was, but luckily we're through it. Most of the people that we know at this point are through it. They have power back. They have water back. Um, Most of them, yeah. Most of them are back to some level of normalcy. Even if they don't have full water pressure, they're back to normal. Yeah, There's still
0: some people that I know from school that they don't have power or water yet either. Um, Mm. So...
1: Well, if you, if you are around East Houston, please feel free to reach out to me at Pastor Cullen on Instagram. Um, and
0: at jcware 99 too, if you can yeah. get him.
1: And I can promise you that I will find you a place to take a shower. Yeah. I can at least give you that.
0: That's, yeah, absolutely. Because I
1: will tell you. A whole lot of sins and misfortune can be forgiven with a good shower.
0: That is facts. And it's
1: cold. Like, I I can assure you that I will be able to find you a shower.
0: Yeah. There's so many that we could hook you up with. Yeah. Even if you need to come shower at the trailer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Even if you need to come shower at my house, like, yeah. I will find you a place to take a hot shower.
0: Yeah. Um, anyways, so moving on. Um. After all the craziness. Yeah. Let's talk about some some treasure.
1: Some treasure. Treasure. Treasure.
0: So, this is the first of three parables in a succession.
1: Yeah, uh, this is really interesting. This is one of the only places that Jesus does this. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Where he says, the kingdom of heaven is like one story. Kingdom of heaven is like two story. Kingdom of heaven is like three story. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it's pretty wild. Um. And so, we just kind of have to work through these. We would be remiss if we didn't. Um, so, first is the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. Um, walk us through that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so, after this story, you might be able to look ahead and see that Jesus tries or attempts to do a little bit of an explanation about the treasure Yeah. with the scribes, yeah um, <clears throat> In verses 51 through 53, he says, have you understood this? I'm like, yeah, we get it, bro. And he said to them, so if you get it, every scribe who's been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. And Jesus had finished these parables. He left that place. It's like, oh, um... Jesus, you didn't actually help me in saying that. <laughs> no. I, I think you, you may have helped Peter, James, John, like some of the other ones, but like me going back and reading that... Don't make sense. You didn't really help me, bro. No. Um, but I do think the story is pretty self-explanatory. Um, if we really look at it, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like... He says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. Mm -hmm. So treasure becomes the modifier for the kingdom of heaven. Like It's the thing of value. And it's hidden in some kind of ambiguous way. I mean, it doesn't really say how it was hidden, but it's hidden in a field. Um, And so when when I think about that, I think the field is just like in the world. When I grew up. We grew up in an expression of faith that I think largely accepted a narrative of total depravity.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that was pretty widely accepted in our tradition.
1: And I don't want to. I don't want to discredit total depravity, but I do think that I look around, and I can see the beauty and the goodness of God. And so there are traces, there are hints of seeing the treasure in the field. Yeah. Even if it's hidden in some ways. Yeah. But we talk about it all the time. One of the places that I think is really unique in experiencing the Lord is on the back porch of our grandparents' house.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: They they have a lake house their main living floor is the second floor. They have a large deck that goes over a boat slip. Yeah. And I actually
0: have a picture of it on my Instagram. Yeah. Go go look at it. It's only like the second post down, so <laughs> you're not looking too far. It's beautiful. Yeah.
1: It is a different kind of experience to sit there with a cup of coffee yeah. and ponder with the Lord. Yeah, you're right. There are moments like that where we go, man, God is good. Yeah. I remember going hiking with my wife and children in Colorado and looking at the mountains and looking at the beauty of creation and going, man, God is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God exists. Yeah. Um, and God loves me. That he made this for me to enjoy. Yeah. That he made this to testify to his magnitude, to his glory. And he made me a creature who's designed to enjoy that. Yeah.
0: Have you ever just looked up at the sky and just looked?
1: Yes. I'm not as much of a, a sky or astronomy kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But But yes, I have. And I've had those moments. For me, it's in sunsets.
0: So for me, it's all the time.
1: Mm.
0: Night, day, sunset, sunrise, it doesn't matter. When I'm looking at the sky and just, it's something that I've seen my entire life. Yeah. But every time I look at it, it just looks like it's otherworldly yeah and it' just shows the the creativity that God has and just yeah. the amazing beauty that He can create.
1: yeah, and so I think that while it's hidden, right there's not there's not a pool of Bethesda anymore where we can no. go where God is stirring the water right to experience healing. But I do think that the goodness of God exists in the world, and while it's hidden in a field, it's findable. It's visible. And so the parable continues, and it says, and a guy found it. We all at Wellhouse have found it or seen it in the distance and are considering running to it. Yeah. I do think Wellhouse is a unique place that our goal is to be a place of healing and restoration. Yeah. Shout out to my friend Josh Hilburn. But, like, the more and more that I live life and experience the pains and struggles of life, I more and more realize the necessity of the statement. Mm. If your good news is not good news, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Like, good news needs to be good news. Absolutely. And at Wellhouse, we are a place of good news. Absolutely. And because we're a place of good news, we have a lot of people that are around us or adjacent to us in our community that struggle mm. and they need. To be somewhere where they can see the treasure and it's okay to wait. It's okay to see it and hesitate because we're scared. We've chased after things that looked like treasure before Mm. and they turned out to not be valuable.
0: And let's say it this way. All of the people in our community struggle. They just all struggle in different ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, everyone does. Because that's human thing to do. We all struggle. We all fall. And we've all seen it and hesitated. Right? Yeah, we've, we've all, all seen, seen the treasure, treasure of, of the kingdom of heaven
1: and, and hesitated. Because, just like we talked about last week, sometimes in the kingdom of heaven there's needing. Yeah. And sometimes that needing is hard. And as much as I might need it, I don't always want it. There are things in my life that may be comfortable. There are things in my life that I may feel like I need. Yeah. But the Lord needs to need so that the Lord needs to need K N E A D yeah. so that we get to a point where we need. Need the Lord? Yeah, that is a T-shirt. Um, oh yeah, that, <laughs> that'll preach merch coming soon. Um, and and so with with all of that, I I think that one piece that I want to point out here is as as the story goes, the man sees the treasure hidden in a field. Notice the verb is hidden, not buried. Right. The verb changes later he goes back and buries it in the field but he finds it hidden it's okay to see it in the distance and stop like it's okay to see it in the distance and wonder is it actually treasure or is it just a big chest yeah um I think that's something that's very unique about WellHouse that I love is that we're a place where it's okay to have questions. Like we're a place where it's okay and we're a safe space for you to say, well, I'm just not sure. Because there was a time, honest to God, I think every single person on our board would say this, there was a time where we weren't sure. Mm, Yeah, there we might even go so far as to say there was a time recently where we were unsure because as much as we don't want to accept this fate we primarily do theology from our experience yeah and when you have an experience of pain of suffering of hurt of guilt of of shame rejection betrayal like you can see the treasure in the field, and you can be a cynic and go, that's just a big chest that somebody left there. No. Nobody would leave actual treasure just there and accessible to me. Except Jesus. That's
0: that's what I was about to say. Unless it's the kingdom of God.
1: Unless it's King Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing, honestly. Um, because... So the treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid Yep. then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. I find that so interesting because the normal person, when they find uh, like a treasure chest full of gold and ju- jewels and all the things, they would take that back to the stuff they already own.
1: <laughs> well, but that, I, so I bring that up in the story, right? That, that well, I guess you don't know this. I don't so know So if you guys don't remember, if you're new to us, we film these these podcasts before the story goes out. Yeah. Um. And so it, it Clayton makes for more organic conversation. Yeah. And Clay. So Clayton doesn't actually know the direction that I'm going to take my story, but I talk about this in the story that most people that win the lottery within 12 years end up filing bankruptcy. Yeah. Because they took their treasure and they may have started trying to put it over their existing life. Right. But very quickly they realized that treasure gives us access to a life we never knew. Right. Mm. That could be available to us. Mm. And so we abandon an old life, but monetary treasure, the lottery... Isn't wholesome. Yeah, money doesn't fill all the gaps that we have. King Jesus fills all the gaps that we have. Amen. And so, for Jesus to say that a man finds this treasure is to say that the kingdom of heaven is of value, mm. and not only of value to a minuscule amount that we can take back to our existing life. But it's one of immense value that we say, Hey, we look at this and we see it as a way forward. We see it as a gateway to a new life that we never could have imagined. Yeah. And so we go back and we sell everything we have. We get rid of all the pain, all the hurt, all the rejection, all the shame.
0: Give everything up.
1: We leave it behind to follow, to go by the field yeah. for the treasure of King Jesus. Yeah. Um, it,
0: it really reminds, I don't know if you talk about this in the story or not, but it reminds me of the rich man, right? Um, Jesus tells him, go and sell everything you have and come follow me.
1: Yeah. It's, and give
0: every, and here's the the kicker though. He says, go and sell everything that you have and give all of that money to the poor. And then come follow me. Um,
1: Isn't it interesting there that he doesn't say and give it to your kids?
0: Yeah. It is interesting.
1: It's like, no, go give it to the poor.
0: Go give it to the people who need it.
1: Because here's the thing. No matter how much money you have, Mm. no matter how, how how much stuff you have, possessions, whatever you have, More than likely, there was pain that it took to get there.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So when Jesus says, go sell it all and give it to the poor, they know your pain. Mm -hmm. They live your pain. Go give it to them because they understand. And come be with me because I'm all you need. I will give you everything you need. Mm -hmm. Um so good. And that's why it's easy for us to sit here and talk about the kingdom of heaven. But guys, something that you got to understand is we've lived lives of pain. Everyone has. Um I don't I don't want for a minute you listeners to think that I'm some fuddy-duddy good kid that always did the right thing and is squeaky clean. I've lived a life of pain and betrayal and rejection and suffering and hurt. And through it all, Every, I've lived it multiple times. And maybe one day I'll get to a place where after a lot of therapy, I'm comfortable talking about it in public like this. But through it all, the thing that persists for me, the thing that's never changing, is the value of King Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like He's there in the field. He may be hidden, meaning that he's not out doing miracles for everyone to see just so you can see it, but he's not hidden so much that he's not accessible. You can find him if you look for him. Yeah. And if you got pain, you got rejection, you got hurt, you got depression, you got betrayal, the treasure that comes with King Jesus is worth so much more than any of your past life. And he's just waiting for you to look for him. And when you look for him, that's the deal, right? When you look for him, you will find him in the field. The question is, will you go all in? Will you say, you know what, this life of pain, this life of hurt, this life of suffering
0: That oddly sometimes feels comfortable.
1: (laughs) Well, it's comfortable because it's all we know. Yeah. And I'm ready to give this up for a life of wholeness, for a life of healing, for a life of restoration, for a life of grace. Because I tell you guys this all the time as your pastor, don't put me on a pedestal. I will knock myself off of it because I am human and as much grace as you need, I also need. You know, one of our values at WellHouse is to just say, you know, we, we need this to be a place where we can be real. And me being real with you is that I'm a flawed, broken human. And I need as much grace as you do. Because I have a life of pain, I have a life of hurt, I have a life of betrayal, I have a life of suffering, but time and time and time again, through betrayal, through trauma, through suffering, King Jesus is worth it, because the grace of the kingdom of heaven is worth it.